and welcome to Wild Women, the Wild Swimming Podcast. I'm Laura MacDonald. How are you doing? I hope that the sniff of spring in the air this week has cheered you up as much as possible at such a dark, weird and scary time for the world. I'm afraid that I have no insight or reassurance to give about the state of the conflict in Ukraine. Although I suspect that if that's what you're looking for, then you probably wouldn't come to me. What I do know because it's what this podcast does best, is that there are little actions we can all do to help out. Whether that is packing up donations of cash, clothes or other resources that you have squirrelled away in the safe places of your home, writing to your MP, protesting, any other practical help you can offer, as well as sending up a prayer, if that's your kind of thing. The other thing I recommend that you do, and not that you lot need any encouragement, is to embrace the cold water. As a way of caring for your brain when it's overwhelmed or stressed, you just can't beat a bit of blue. Blue water, blue fingertips, and if your swimming buddies are anything like mine, blue jokes. I've been cold dipping almost every day and I'm starting to get a better understanding of the meditative aspects of just being with the water, the air and yourself. My brain is rarely still enough to call it actual meditation, but this is definitely helping me just to feel a little bit more still and can. If you have the opportunity, I really recommend that you get in for a dip and have a peaceful moment with yourself to reflect on the things that you can be grateful for. Have a think about what it is that you can offer and maybe just try and make peace with the things that you can't change. Today's episode is actually on the subject of a daily meditation, what it means to be cold and how we might use that knowledge in order to help those less fortunate than ourselves. If you use Instagram at all in January, you probably saw lots and lots of soggy red t-shirts and massive cheesy smiles as the January daily dippers took to the seas, rivers, wheelie bins and horse troughs in order to raise money for the homeless charity crisis. I've got a wee quote here from January daily dip founder Jemima Latimer who said, It's very fitting, but also sadly poignant that we are raising awareness of homelessness in such a way. In England alone, more than 200,000 households are facing the worst forms of homelessness. Many of them are living on the streets or in cold and damp, temporary or insecure accommodation. We see the January Daily Dip as a daily vigil into the cold, something to remind ourselves and others that no one should be homeless in the UK in 2022. One of those Daily Dippers is today's Wild Women guest, Louise Studd. I sat down with her to hear all about her experiences of swimming and dipping every day in January and to get some of the stories behind those amazing photos on her Instagram grid. We get into all things best mates, teamwork, barrel conversions and wheelie bin meditation. Just to get me started, can you say your name nice and clearly for the tape? Yes, Louise Stud. Thank you, Louise. Uh, can you tell me, are you a dipper, a swimbler, a serious swimmer or an athlete? And I've spent the last three days really thinking about this. Um, I'm sometimes a dipper in the wheelie bin recently um, and to fit the dips in really in January. I am mostly a swimbler with a bobble hat and a tin of cake in my bag. Um, and occasionally a serious swimmer. I do belong to my local triathlon club and I have been known to join their open water swimming sessions and enter events, but definitely not at a competitive level. 
Um, I did the peer-to-peer last year from Bournemouth to Boscombe Pier, which actually ended up being Bournemouth Pier and back to Bournemouth Pier because the conditions were so dreadful that they changed the route. Um, And I am doing the Windermere one mile this year. But that that's my level. That's that's sufficient. Fantastic. You're right, right in the middle then, that kind of I'm definitely not an athlete. swimbler with with motions towards um, occasionally events and all that that's brilliant though that's fantastic so how did you get started swimming outside well I've always really enjoyed swimming and I've always enjoyed being in the water outside and for a long time I think like like a few other people I know I kind of felt like you had to have a reason to be on or in the water so I quite like canoeing I quite like paddle boarding when that sort of came around um I sailed as a child and my children have dabbled in sailing um but really I just wanted to be in the water so I'd take any opportunity to sort of fall overboard and and get in there and and I always did it in a wetsuit because I always thought that I didn't like to be cold um but then about three years ago I'd had a day when I'd been helping out with the junior triathlon club open water swimming and we were all in wetsuits in the lake and the kids were swimming and it was great and then I went from that session to a campsite, which was by a river. It was a really hot day and my wetsuit was in the car. And that was what I imagined I would put on. But it was it was wet and fairly unpleasant to get into a wet wetsuit. And so I thought, oh, do you know what? I'll just see what happens. I'll just go and have a little paddle in my swimsuit. And if I get in, I get in. And if I don't, I don't. And I got in and it was as if like something completely changed in me and suddenly like I wanted to embrace being in the water without the wetsuit and to fully kind of experience everything it had to offer and so then I sort of took it from there I had a bit of a thing that I really wanted to swim at the um, 40 foot beach in Dublin and quite often I would be there in October and I'd see people swimming um, but I'd be on a, a very sort of quick turnaround weekend trip hand luggage only no sort of chance really to have a wetsuit with me and so that that winter I took the opportunity that October then to go and dip in the sea there with my then nine-year-old son I think he was then and one of my school friends who lives in Dublin her son who goes in there quite a bit that kind of then took me from summer swimming in a river into like sort of I thought well if I can go in the Irish Sea in October then you know how much colder can it get the answer is it can get an awful lot colder but that was actually really quite warm by comparison uh but from there I found a local group who meet and swim regularly and I joined them and um haven't looked back since fantastic so what have been some of your more memorable swims then yeah well, I mean we've, we've had lots and lots of memorable swims and swimming in company is always really good fun and we've had swims where we've had a fire pit afterwards um Swims when it's been someone's birthday, there's been lots of cake. Swims where we've taken an audience, more more, more dips probably where um, a friend, Jill, who did the January Daily Dip with me, and we've a tendency to find the audience survey map and scour it looking for waterfalls and then sort of head off with our kit and go see what we can find. So um, they're always really good days out, really good fun days. That sounds like a lot of fun. So tell me about about the January Daily Dip then, because I, I, I saw a lot of photos on Instagram during January, but if you could explain a little bit about how that came about and how you got involved. 
Yeah, sure. So so it started as a team of three, um, I believe, about five years ago. And it was the brainchild of Jemima Latimer and her friend Sonia. I think Sonia said to her, why don't you swim every day in January? And Jemima went, oh, OK, then. And we could raise some money at the same time. And so so really kind of they started it. And since then, it's grown every year. And this year there were over 40 of us across the UK mostly in Yorkshire some in the Lake District um one guy on his own down in Berkshire um who all pledged that we would get into the water every day in January in some way shape or form always outside and always just in a swimsuit so I suppose the point of it largely is to raise funds for crisis the which is the national homelessness charity the biggest national charity for homelessness um, but also to raise awareness of the charity and of the work it does so various people who do the January Daily Dip have got personal stories of having worked in housing or having had sort of experience of knowing people who've become homeless and just looking that homelessness is something that can happen to anybody from any walk of life that Things can sometimes spiral out of control very quickly and people can find themselves without a roof over their head, maybe sleeping on friends' sofas, sleeping in a car, not just the sort of the traditional idea of street homeless people, but people who are homeless and kind of almost invisible within that system. Yeah. So how did your January go then if you were in every day? Where were you dipping and what kind of experience did you have? It was hard work. It was hard work to fit it in. So I, my nearest January daily dipper is my friend Jill, who lives just a mile up the road. So Jill and I mostly dipped together through January. We did a few dips separate to one another because of circumstances. But the the hardest thing we found, because we'd also done it the previous January, but not as part of the main group. And the previous January, obviously, we were in lockdown. We didn't have school. Um, We didn't have any after school clubs or anything to take the children to. So we had quite a bit of time. So we found that we spent our school days homeschooling. And then after homeschool, it was like a decompress down at the river, pretty much the same spot every day. And we had plenty of time. Whereas this year, there's a lot of family life going on around what we were doing uh, and fitting it in was difficult it wasn't as cold this January, so we didn't have as much sort of spectacular ice as we had done the year before. Did you find that secretly disappointing? Because I've been furious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think especially because the January Daily Dip relies a lot on social media and a lot on sharing of pictures that that people's concept of what is cold, if you can show them a great big chunk of ice that you've just pulled out of the water, they find that much easier to relate to the idea that it really is very cold out there whereas when it looks quite mild and there's a bit of blue sky it doesn't look as cold as it really is mm-hmm. um, but the water's still been very cold certainly so we we went from last year being pretty much always in the river to this year being able to sort of have a variety of spots and we started off on new year's day at Spath, which is a reservoir near us but it's a reservoir that's got um, permitted swimming so it's in Marsden and it's part of the canals and rivers trust and there was a big campaign with the outdoor swimming society to gain access to swim well to gain the acceptance of the access to swim there because people have been swimming there for decades Uh, so it was really busy on new year's day so we had a lovely swim to start off there 
We also went up to Gaddings Dam, which is Yorkshire's highest beach up above Todmorden, which is where a lot of the the January Daily Dippers are based. So that was great because we'd not swum there before. That was beautiful up there. There's a, a local waterfall that we can kind of sort of walk to fairly easily. Um, across open access land so it's nicely hidden and not many people go there so some were there. Leeds Dock has recently opened as a swimming venue as well with Love Open Water so we did a couple of swims there. We did a formal Friday there in our sequin dresses which was quite good fun. And then we also dipped in my green wheelie bin. (laughs) That's what I was going to ask is where where do you go when you're really struggling to fit them in but you're a bin dipper. (laughs) Yes yeah and that I mean that's been a real lockdown favorite for lots of people and Johnny Hartnell up in North Yorkshire has been the the yeah, king he's, of the he's kind of made it, he's, yeah, he's made it fashionable hasn't he yeah absolutely <laughs> for those of you not following every mover and shaker on the Instagram wild swimming world Johnny Hartnell is the Yorkshire dipper who can be seen most days kappa in hand up to his fuzzy chin in a blue wheelie bin of cold water his feed is also full of glorious photos of night dips in lit up waterfalls and other generally joyful things in the world of outdoor swimming. Am I saying this to give you a full and fabulous picture or am I trying to butter him up because I want to get him on Wild Women at some point in the future? Who knows? Anyway, back to Louise. So yes, in the bin when we didn't have much time was definitely like the quickest and easiest place. How do you get out of it? I'm just asking as a very short woman, the idea of climbing into the bin scares me. Uh, Well, if you look on my Instagram, my friend Jill, who I dip with, is considerably shorter than me. Ah. Um, And she can get in and out okay. Okay. It's it's largely sort of hands on the side and sort of hoik yourself up. It just gives me, I just look at it and I'm like, no, I'm too claustrophobic for that. That's how I went with the barrel in the end. It's quite cozy. Yeah, well, the the barrel is, is a... A whole story in itself because we bought Jill a barrel for her birthday but getting into those barrels isn't very easy I thought it would come as a dipping barrel with an open top to it but but no it comes as a sealed unit that you have to find your own way into without the whole thing collapsing uh-huh I watched a lot of YouTube videos for converting mine just yes that, yeah yeah Spent about three days hammering the rings off. Did you go for that or did you just saw the top out no no we went for we drilled through the top ring uh-huh um, on on each plank and then screwed through that to hold those in place so that it wouldn't all collapse inwards when we took the top off and then in order to get the top off um, I drilled every two centimeters all the way around the top oh wow and then with a handheld jig because the, it was too thick the wood and yeah. too damp to get the jig through so with the jig I then went from one hole to the next all the way around very good and then levered it out because it didn't just fall out easily. And then all the other little pieces around the edge all sort of came out then. Yeah. Oh, well, what an effort. Yes. <laughs> Is it a former whiskey barrel? Does it smell delicious? It smells amazing. It's actually, it's a bit bigger than a whiskey barrel. Um, oh, it's a wine barrel. So Ooh, when we drilled nice. the first hole, the, the aroma that came out of the uh, red wine was quite amazing. Spectacular. Yeah, we collected the sawdust, which is all like slightly like sort of red wine potpourri. Oh, delicious. I mean, it might be the most Scottish thing I've ever done. But yeah, I bought a whiskey barrel for my (laughs) (laughs) barrel conversions. eh? There must be something in the air at the moment because we are all at it. 
I've been meaning to post something on the socials about my own happily successful attempt to convert an old and gloriously fragrant whiskey barrel, but if you lack the time or oomph to do it yourself, you could always look at a ready-converted ice-dipping barrel. It'll save the heart-stopping drama of trying to remove the hoops at any rate. Barrels of Joy on Instagram is a new maker, but they can do a matching barrel step to aid the ins and outs, which is just such a deeply sexy bit of design. Seriously, good on you. Yeah, is she enjoying yeah, it? We're, we're currently trying to fix a slight detail around the bung, mm-hmm. which is leaking. But she yeah. has been in it and then taken out the water up to the bung level. But yeah, there's something, I think, about the barrel and the bin where you're in water where there's no space to really move around and you get in there and you have a cup of tea. There's something quite sort of still and reflective about the time in that water and that's quite different to anywhere else that we swim or dip. Really, I quite like you get a that bit kind of a convert. Of wee bit more meditative maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm definitely a convert to just being in the water and just being. Oh, how wonderful. That came after the January Daily Dip, so it didn't feature in the daily dip at all january comes around next year year. yeah next year (laughs) you're saying it's for raising money for crisis and did you have a target in mind and how have you got along with that well we started with a target i think of twenty thousand pounds last year had been phenomenal but i think that there was like a certain amount of people in lockdown looking looking out and and I don't know, maybe having a different sort of disposable income or a different way of spending it or feeling sort of more aligned with sort of charitable causes. So this year, the, the target was 20,000, but we kind of smashed that very early on. Um, and so that was then up to 30,000. And currently we're sitting at just over 38,000 pounds, uh, which is, yeah, incredible effort from everybody involved. We've got a Just Giving page. Do you know how long that'll be open for people to make donations? Is there a, a closing date on it? I don't think there's a closing date on it at the moment. I think um, probably the next six months or so. It was lovely, the the friendship that's developed through it. So, so I knew Jill and I knew very vaguely through Instagram a couple of the other dippers but but not in person mm-hmm. um and so on the I think it's the 4th of January a group of about 20 of us all went up to Gaddings Dam together and it was just amazing to meet people meet people that you've seen and chatted to lots on Instagram in the mm-hmm. swimming community and and other people who are all involved with it and we've had a WhatsApp group that's been very lively but actually like the nicest WhatsApp group I've ever been involved in which you can't say about many WhatsApp groups to be fair no, that's true I see when the minute I heard that I was just like there's got to be gossip tell me everything but if, if everybody's <laughs> nice then that's what yeah am I, what am yeah. I here for <laughs> no, no everybody has been amazing everyone's been so supportive of each other and there's new friendships formed we've kind of there's a few of us now one person posted that they were thinking of doing the um the Windermere swim and so now I think there's at least 10 of us doing that super um all in full agreement that we will do chatty heads up breaststroke for the the whole distance and that nobody gets left behind oh that's wonderful (laughs) and on the final dip um one of the one of the members offered to cook for everybody afterwards so so we all went and had vegetable chili together those of us who'd swum on the last day uh, we had a light up dip at Janet's Foss, oh, uh, which Stuart and Johnny organised, which was really nice. And I think there was about 17 of us in the water there at night. 
pitch black, beautiful stars, the waterfall all lit up. Um, and then we went to the pub after, so that was great. Um, just generally, it's just been like being part of one amazing, big swimming family club. Fantastic. Great fun. Oh, good. I'm glad. No, because there is a fun, it, there's a fantastic sense of community if you are on social media, but it doesn't always translate to to the riverbank or the beach. So it's nice that you've found that through the event that you've done as well. I think finding the time and going out sometimes, like having to do it in the dark at the end of the day, after work, after busy sort of family lives, to then look at the WhatsApp group and see the pictures of who's been out. And then somebody would post, I've not been yet. Has anybody else not been yet? Not me. I've not been yet. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going soon. I don't fancy it. I don't fancy it either. Come on, let's go. Let's do it. And and yeah. doing it in separate places to each other, but, but, to, but still together. Yeah. I think it's important to get that side of uh, a challenge across though. Um, the idea that it's not always fun because our Instagram grids always look like we're having great fun and if we're doing that then there isn't exactly a challenge if it becomes a bit of a you know if it becomes a bit of a chore or it becomes a bit of work and you start to appreciate that it is actually you know, yeah the, the the kind of the the watchwords for it would would think of it as a daily vigil into the cold to kind of to reflect and think about what we're grateful for in our lives and and also to think of those less in a less fortunate position and that kind of there but for the grace of god it could be any one of us mm-hmm. um and i think those times when it was dark and it was cold were the times probably when we reflected much more on that and then because you know, 31 days in january it's not it's not a short month there's a lot of swims to get in and so so there were also the times when we were very flippant and we just went for sort of full-on fun two of us in the wheelie bin together um wearing our sequin dresses jumping in the water at leeds dock um a friend's got a digger um around the back of her house at the moment because they're having some some building work done and so we their builders washed out the digger bucket and we filled that with water and we had breakfast in there one Sunday morning <laughs> and and oh, there's dear. um there's there's sort of a, a double horse trough as well quite near to where we live that's on on the main a road and so we we took ourselves off there one one Sunday morning as well Do you because find- we were short on time and it was it was you could park right next to it <laughs> you a find lady, yourself a driving around in January Yes, definitely. Definitely driving around and looking at, oh, there's a bit of water there. Does that, does that puddle constitute a dip, do you think? Or does it look like we could get into it or does it look too disgusting? And, and there are some places where you look and you think, not even for a dip. Yeah. And just in terms of um, your own swimming, uh, you're saying you've got the, the Windermere one mile coming up later this year. Have you got any other big targets or... Any other events that you've entered that you're practicing for? No, there's there's a swim in Turkey that takes place from an island, and I think it's about eight kilometers. Would that be about five miles? Uh, yeah. Um, and it, and and it starts on an island in a bay, and it swims back to the beach, and it's it's in a town where I used to work many years ago. And that's been on my horizon for a long, long time. Um, 
but that depends very much on kind of COVID and travel restrictions and things. Yeah. And that's later on in the season. So possibly I might have half an eye on that. That um, would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if not this year, then maybe next year, but certainly at some point. But yeah. um, the Windermere Swim is kind of the only, and, and it's never an organized event for me is never about like how fast can I do it or it's just about I would like to do and take part and be part of that group of people yeah 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 I mean I think for me the Windermere one the idea of I could put on a wetsuit and put my face in and do it probably well definitely much faster than I will do without a wetsuit and with my head out of the water um I still wouldn't break any records that's for sure I wouldn't be like getting placed or anything but but for me the whole point of doing it is to enjoy being there and mm-hmm. being in the moment and with a group of people and beautiful scenery and whilst you know I quite like looking down at the bottom of the lake I also like to look up and look around and see everything else as well yeah especially if you've got a wee crew wee gang of you and you're all doing yeah. it together that's nice mm. that sounds really good oh, well good luck I hope you Thank have you. fun I hope you enjoy yes I'm sure we will <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you very much Thank you so much, Louise. Wasn't she just lovely? You can follow Louise on Instagram at Outdoor Swim Girl and see all of her fantastic January Daily Dip photographs. I'd especially recommend finding the photo of Louise and her friends having breakfast in the dumper truck basin. It is absolutely fantastic. The Just Giving page is still open for donations and if you are in a position to support the January Daily Dippers and Crisis, then please hit that link which you will find in the podcast notes on your app and donate today. You can follow Wild Women Pod on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter to see what I'm up to. Send me a message. And if you use the hashtag Wild Women, I do share Instagram posts on my stories every Tuesday. Although, yeah, I know I forgot to do it last week. I'm sorry. If you have two spare minutes and something nice to say, then please leave a review for the podcast. It will help others to find the show. And if you're a very lucky human and have an extra two minutes... Could you do me a massive favour and share this episode with your swim buddy? Sharing is caring after all, and it's time to show all of your pals just what excellent podcast taste you have. You can buy me a coffee and contribute to my goal of covering the production costs of Wild Women at ko-fi slash wildwomen. A wee donation really does make a massive difference in helping keep this pod show going. Thank you, as always, to Mary St Mary of the Housecoat Project for allowing me to use the theme music. You can find links to their work and everything else we have talked about today in the show notes. Until next time, put in and just fuck the fuck off.